and welcome to episode number 48 of the Chris Knott podcast. This will be my first podcast where I shall be flying solo and it's mainly because I had one topic which I wanted to cover for the benefit of my client base and people who uh, are interested in diet and nutrition, any of the audience out there and today's topic is specifically going to be about macros and counting your macros. Uh, The reason why I wanted to cover this individually is because uh, a lot of people have started the new year and as they start the new year they've started diets and looking at the different approaches. Um, In my opinion, and I don't think this is going to change anytime soon, the the king behind fat loss, weight gain, muscle gain, everything is calorie intake, so energy in, energy out. I didn't always believe this. Earlier on in my career, I was down the you know paleo route and following this and following that, and you know low carb gets you lean. But um, after spending some substantial time in the industry now and from hands-on experience in the trenches with clients, calorie deficit is what achieves fat loss. Um, I personally believe that uh, thermodynamics dictate mass and weight and then the quality of the food dictates hormonal health so you can have somebody who is overweight through calorie consumption who is very healthy because they have a good diet but are overweight and you can have someone who is underweight and is very unhealthy because they don't consume that many calories but they um have a very and they have a very poor diet as well so that's something to differentiate you really really need to do differentiate the two weight loss and health are two very very different things you know you can put someone on a calorie restricted diet um with really really terrible food and they'll lose weight so it depends what your goal is if it's for health you know common sense goes a long way you know greens protein water ain't gonna change just keep it to that Right, so I have an agenda here. What are macros? Right, I am not going to go into too much scientific depth here, but if you are unfamiliar with what is in foods, anything that is animal or meat based is mainly, is predominantly protein. Uh, Carbohydrates tend to come from starchy sources, so that is breads, pasta, rice. And vegetables, root vegetables, and fats in the form of oil, nuts, avocado. Now, for 99% of the people who follow and listen to my podcast, you already know that, but that is just to cover the basis for anyone who is completely new to uh, diet and macros, which they might be unsure of. So, who needs to count macros? Um, it, this all depends on where your starting point is. If you have a high level of body fat or you're, you've never been in um, on a diet before and you have substantial amounts of weight, weight to lose, so that's proportionate to your body weight. So, for example, if you're a 100 kilo male and you want to lose 20 kilos, you want to lose 20% of your own body weight. If you're in that uh, region, eating healthier, so eating with common sense um, and eating, um, you know, and I always go for the analogy of an apple over a Snickers. This common sense doesn't take much to do that. That um, is your main protocol. Just eat healthier. Macros can be there are even though they're a very very useful tool, they can be a little bit of a burden for some people. So what I mean by that is if you're a busy executive in the city, 
or you're a person who has a stressful job and is inundated with work and numbers and figures, the last thing you want to be doing is stressing out about typing in how much, um, you know, fat and carbs within your yogurt that you had on the way to work in my fitness pal so it's pros and cons and this is where personality types do play, uh, does play a big uh, part in it because i have some people who absolutely love counting macros they love the um they love the challenge of it they love the structure of it and they love the fact that you know when they get it bang on during the day and everything matches up on my fitness pal I also have some people who completely can't get their head around it and weighing out food makes them feel like they're on this crazily um, restrictive diet um, and they're getting judged by everybody. So it massively boils down to the individual. Just because I'm saying that I got lean or I got a client lean through macros, you can't use it with everyone and you really, really need to appreciate that. You know, whether you're a personal trainer or whether you are um, a completely you know, out of this industry and just want to get healthier, appreciate that, that it's, um, that people's methodologies appeal to some because of the way they think and they will be completely, um, not the complete opposite approach for others. It works with training, it works with everything. If we all did the same and everything worked for the same people, it'd be a little bit boring. So, who needs to count macros? Well, anybody who would like to achieve anything which I know it goes against what I've just said, which is is a different approach for everyone. But if you you can't, um, without knowing a baseline and without knowing variables, you can't alter them. So the amount of people who, when they first start counting, go, whoa, I did not know there was that many calories in that. Well, yeah, exactly, because you may think that a smaller portion of food doesn't, um, doesn't amount to much, but it does. You know, the hummus is quite a funny one because, you know, you open up a pot of hummus and, you know, you can cane that quite comfortably with some uh, carrot sticks or uh, some well um, crisps if I'm honest um, and you know the reality of it is you're not going to weigh out every bite but you can easily have subconsciously consumed you know two or three hundred calories from eating half a tub and subconscious eating is what causes people to gain weight or um, steadily gain weight over time and what I mean by that is that when, like using Christmas as an example, is it's when you're eating stuff on the go or on the move, which all adds up. And this is what I'm saying the point of calories is. It gives you a fixed number, which all contributes to. When you take onus of your own diet and systematically work out how much you need per meal, then these little snacks in between uh, don't fit into that. And they're the ones that contribute to this calorie surplus, which has a big impact on overall body composition in general. So you need establishing a baseline is one of the most powerful things you can possibly do. It's why you should count calories because once you have systematic data which you can track throughout the week, so not maybe a daily intake but a weekly intake. So for example, if you're having 2000 calories a day for 7 days a week, you're having 2000 calories on average per week, but it can fluctuate due to circumstances due to training uh, days and due to well, well a, a lot of different factors. So you might have 1500 calories one day, 3000 another day, 1500 again, then 1800, then 4000. And that's not really ideal because it's the body is um, kind of fluctuating on a daily basis what you're getting used to, but it can happen in reality. And you're you want to establish a baseline of what your weekly average is for calories because daily average is is very good but weekly as well gives a bigger um, picture of the grand scale of things so if you're having um 
you know, two and a half thousand calories average on a weekly basis. You want to look at where you can save calories to put yourself in a deficit, which might be 2,200. So if you know your baseline and you know certain intakes, then you can just manipulate little uh, factors here and there, which may go a long way. So for example, you could have, um, you know, if you're having four eggs in the morning, you could drop it to three eggs in the morning. Or if you're having milk in your coffee, you could take that milk out, which might say 50 calories. And then you might go for a lower uh, fat option or a lower um, sugar option in, in a meal that you usually have. It's um, one of the most sensible approaches, which is something I learned from doing a Phil Learney seminar um, a couple of years ago, which is to keep somebody's diet as um, as close to what they're eating as possible and just save them calories here and there. So this could be even as going from full fat Coke to Coke Zero, which, you know, in theory, you think, well, someone who wants to lose weight shouldn't be drinking Coke anyway, but you've got to take a sens- uh, more sensible approach. The level of um, how dramatically you impact somebody's diet, again, isn't really a set structure that is down to the individual themselves you will get these people who are you know few and far between but it does happen who you can put them on six meals a day of chicken and broccoli and they'll just do it that does happen you'll also have somebody who comes to the door and then soon as you take one thing out the diet which they enjoy they start to freak out again it's down to reading the person and seeing what the capabilities are and at the end of the day that just just boils down to ask them you know if you're in a consultation or if i'm speaking to someone one of my questions is what foods were you not willing to go without with and what foods am i able to take out and this provides some very very key information because then you know what you have to do to keep the person happy and it's not about being somebody's friend but happiness in a diet is going to increase compliance compliance completes longevity longevity gets you results so who needs to count macros done pretty much everyone who wants to achieve something i would say um it's about familiar yourself familiarizing yourself with the process which can take time be fucking patient you know one thing you know this is this is directed at a client who's just started now and he will be listening to this and he'll probably laugh now but i'm not bothered about people getting this right on the day that i send them so if i send them a, a, a macronutrient plan or a diet template it doesn't mean the next day that they should be following it religiously it's about customizing yourself with a system which is going to be individualized to you so i recently wrote about when i was getting lean for a photo shoot familiarizing yourself with foods is is one of the most important things you can do so for example i just became you know pretty good with numbers so it became ballpark figures so right 100 grams of chicken 30 grams of protein fats negligible carbs no so when i was weighing things out i didn't always have to get the scales out because you can start to eyeball how much is chicken but because when i was getting we need to get real lean i did weigh everything but it's just familiar familiarization so for example a full avocado 20 grams of fat you know an egg i'd go six and four so six grams of protein four grams of fat so if i were having six eggs i'd have 36 grams of protein six eggs 24 grams of fat and then suddenly your brain starts to remember the numbers and the foods you eat on a daily basis regularly it starts to become pretty much autonomous where you can go right that's got that in it brilliant let's go so familiarization is very very important so this is uh, sorry this is under the uh, title and what i'm talking is how you do things um i've got a massive tangent there and i've fallen off my schedule dum, dum, dum. macros what are macros who needs to count macros yep why should you count macros yep 
How do you do it? Yeah, that's what it is. So jump the gun. Right. So how do you do it? You can follow a structure from a dietitian or a personal trainer or a nutritionist if they give you one. That is the one of the easiest one. But if that uh, funding or just circumstances means you can't do that, the easiest app which everyone is familiar with is My Fitness Pal. My Fitness Pal is brilliant because you can scan things, uh, weigh things, and it gives you a ballpark figure of everything. Here is one of my number one tips for counting macros, and that is keep your the the system or the place where you get the information consistent and it doesn't matter which one you pick just pick the one with the most credibility and stay with it so for example when i do all my uh, online um, when i do my, all my nutritional plans i will go on tesco and i will go on tesco because they have the broadest range of foods available i can also go on the food click on the link and send it to the client I do not work for Tesco. Tesco do not pay me and I do not get any money from um, referring people to them. But by sending the person the link, it just means that they know where to go at a shop which is going to be readily available and close to their house because Tesco's like rats that you never been fucking 10 feet away from one. And you can just go there and get your food. But I keep that consistent with the calories that they're in that because if I went to get 500 grams of chicken breast from Tesco and 500 grams of chicken breast from Sainsbury's they're probably going to differ in terms of protein amount by maybe a couple of grams and yeah people might be going that's a bad thing but honestly that does not matter it does not matter as long as you are consistent with the amounts you are controlling a variable so for example if there was, um, in theory, if you got 100 grams of chicken from somewhere and you always thought there were 40 grams in it and in reality, if it was measured or weighed, there was 30 grams of protein in it, that doesn't matter as long as the amount of chicken and that variable is kept the same because you eventually your body will adapt to the calories by default if everything's kept consistent so it's irrelevant whether it's 30 or 40. Now, there may be some people or prep coaches or, or whatever who are absolutely screaming at the phone or whatever or the laptop now saying, you're wrong, it doesn't, you know, it needs to be exact. In my opinion, for 95% of people, especially people who have no intention of going on a stage, who just want to look better, as long as the amount, so the volume, the weight of food is kept consistent, the macronutrient buildup or constituents of that food doesn't really matter if it's not exact it's the amounts so weighing your food and eyeballing and knowing portion control is the most important thing so for example if somebody has adapted to a food diet and let's just make it really 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 simple just for the sake of this but say i've got them eating um a kilo of rice and um, a kilo of chicken a day. It's not the great best, best of diets, but there's a reason why I've picked that. That would be roughly 300 grams of protein and 600 grams of carbs. Now, if I got my food sources from different places or went online or went on my fitness pal or my nutrition data or Tesco, you know, 300 grams of chicken and 600 grams of cooked, may I say, uh, rice may have different um, calorie amounts. So you might get different information. 
Um, but what I'm saying is, is if they're getting their food from the same um, same place every day and eating that consistently, all I'm bothered about is saying, right, are you losing weight? No. Right, let's take out 100 grams of rice and see what happens. If that person starts to lose weight, then you've reduced their calories, you've changed something, you've changed the variable, you've seen an improvement, you've seen a change, so that's fine. The amount of food is reduced, it's caused a change, that's the thing that's important. The calories, you know, the exact macronutrients, calories that are in it, isn't. It's the amount of food that's been reduced. So you've just reduced your food. I'm saying the power that this person has is they know they're eating a kilo of chicken and a kilo of um, rice every single day is they know the exact amounts which they can manipulate. And this is what it is. It's just variables. So this is something that I really want you to kind of think about and consider. What I'm going to finish on is finer details. And this is mainly for people who are new to dieting or just started in the new year or um, you know, they might have been existent, you know, macro counters. And a bit of advice I'd have, and again, I'm probably going to have a load of fitness or prep coaches screaming at me now, but is don't stress about spillover. And spillover basically means it's very 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 difficult and it would be a very boring world to eat foods with exactly one macronutrient in them they come few and far between and they are useful but um, it's tricky to have someone eating solely those type of foods and what i mean by that is that some foods uh, so for example Turkey is pretty much protein. It has maybe one gram of fat per 100 grams, no carbs, it's high protein. Mackerel is not just one. It is about, per 100 grams, it's about 20 grams of protein and about 25 grams of fat. So you have a spillover there because there's a cross-reference. So when you're trying to program the three macronutrients in one meal, you're going to have one uh, amount of food which bumps up another area. Um, it's very frustrating when you're doing stuff like carbs because I like to give nuts to people and if you give them cashews, that's a three-pronged attack. So you've got your fats in there um, and then you've got the, a, a high amount of carbohydrates and a high amount of um, protein. So it eats away at a different macronutrient which chips it away at when you're programming the next meal because, for example, if you want to have four meals a day at 40 grams of protein and then you whack 50 grams of cashews in the first in the breakfast with the meat and nuts breakfast, you've then taken away 10 grams of protein in the next meal if you want to hit things exactly. So that may be a bit, um, may be a bit confusing, but bear with me. So spillover of macronutrients is something that, you've, uh, that I would say don't worry about. The way I do it is I put someone in a theoretically bigger deficit, so I may um, reduce their calories a little bit more and then not take into consideration the spillover I'm only bothered about the amounts of food they're eating so I may just completely um, ignore the protein that the cashews provide and just use the cashews that I program as a um, a set variable at meal one. So 50 grams of protein of, ca- of cashews is going to be your fat source. The carbon protein and protein spillover, I'll figure it out and then take it away 
from the total calories but that's something i'd do i wouldn't get them to worry about it because when i've sent people to do the if it fits your macro approach they get really worried well oh there's you know there's five grams of protein in that and and then there's five grams of fat and you know i had a bagel and and it's got 10 grams of protein in one bagel and i've had one and now it's it's reduced my protein for the next meal just uh, just get um, used to macronutrient um, specific foods and keep them to one macronutrient so for example if you want a carb source i'm going to have um, 100 grams of sweet potato and that's a carb source or if you have a spillover with something like avocado i need 20 grams of fat i'm going to have 100 grams of avocado don't worry for now about the carbs that are in that because you just want it as a fat source so de- designate a food to a macronutrient find out what's in that and then the spillover don't worry about it it will 100% mean that you are on more calories than you think you are it will but that's why you create a little bit more of a deficit so I will finish which I think I was supposed to finish on that but I won't I will finish with the last portion which is calculation for dummies now Anybody who doesn't follow the RNT, which is Results Now Training Company, um, which is Adam Haley and Akash Vergala, I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong, please, please do, because those guys um, are absolutely awesome. Um, They did a seminar at the Frontline Fit Performance Centre back in August on um, dramatic body transformations, and it's brilliant. If you have the chance to go to it, go to it. And if you don't follow them on social media, follow them on social media. Um, because the content they put up is, is fantastic. And it's free content because it's on social media. Um, and they basically tell you about how to figure out macronutrients and calories. Now, the actual baselines to, for fat loss can be found anywhere on Google. So, if you are, um, you know, if you're not sure about how to structure things, I'm going to tell you now and you could Google search it. When people invest in trainers, they're not necessarily not necessarily investing in the information. They're investing in the trust because this person has experience in getting people lean. So, if you are new to macronutrients and you don't know what to do, if you like to lose weight, then theoretically it's pounds in uh, body weight in pounds times that by eleven to ten to eleven, um, and that is the amount of calories you need to consume. If you want to maintain, it's 13. If you want to build mass or put on muscle, it is 15 to 16 calories per pound. My take on it is that's a fantastic mode and method and I use it, but it doesn't fucking matter. What matters is a baseline. So, if someone comes to me, I will put them on, depending on what I roughly think they're eating, 13 calories per pound. I will then ask them on a daily basis every couple of days when they're on the new diet what are your hunger levels like they will either say i've never eaten this amount of food before i can't believe i'm gonna get fat or they will say i'm fucking starving you prick what have you done to me they'll say one of the two or it might everything might be fine so three options really but if you um all you're looking to do is establish and see what happens you put them on a baseline and it's about them being compliant. You're not bothered about necessarily what happens or whether you've done a fucking got 10% off them in four days, um, which some people try to do. Um, all that, all you're bothered about is can they stick 
to the routine that you've given them and then what are the implications of the routine so you put someone 13 calories per pound give them macronutrient split they follow it and because they've been adherent to it over maybe five to seven days which is a short period of time i'd say over seven days seven days and over is, is more valid and that's consistently sticking with it it's not five days of eating well and then do what the fuck you want on the weekend it's seven days of solid sticking to those macros or calories then you can adjust you know if someone turns around and say i want to gain muscle and they've lost a lot of weight in that first week then obviously you're going to increase the food if somebody has been religiously stuck to something and they've not lost any weight they their starting point was too high and you need to bring them down so it's just looking at that and, and manipulating through there in terms of the macronutrient split one gram of protein per body weight is pretty set point i have interviewed a lot of very smart people people who are very uh, much more smarter than me and i have um people who have you know 20 25 years of uh, experience in the industry doing diet plans and the one thing i can say is that you know calories are always king but one gram of protein per pound of body weight is pretty um, good set point to go for. Um, people sometimes can struggle with that amount of protein when they're used to having 40 or 50 grams a day. So you might need to um, slowly titrate it up um, at a set point of 100, aiming to get them up to 150 or 180. But that's one thing you don't change. So roughly, and you know, when you've got someone on 13 um, calories per pound, when you have them on body weight amount of um protein so sorry pound per body weight um so 100 180 gram uh, kilo, um, pound male have them on 100 gram 180 grams of protein it roughly works out about a third of their macronutrient intake i will generally go for a, th- a third 30 a 33 33 33 split or a 30 30 40 in favor 40 percent carbs um, why do I do that? Again, it's just about baselines. Um, I don't really ever see the necessity, and I really struggle to put somewhat, some some people on a zero-carb diet. Um, it's just because it's a false positive in terms of the weight loss that they get is, you know, is mainly glycogen and water initially, and it can lead to beliefs that low-carb diet is what makes you lose weight, and it doesn't. Yes, there is a little bit of an argument regarding does a low-carb intake um, dramatically resensitize insulin and remove weight from around the waist, and it probably does, from my experience. It, that is probably correct, but there is a reason why I'm saying probably is because there's not enough research or you know valid research into it apart from anecdotal um that i've seen that you know warrants that low carb equals weight loss you know there's a much more stronger case for it. it's just any total energy intake so if you're ever programming your macros yourself and you're doing this diy don't tempt no don't go down the route of um i am let's go zero carbs because my my weight loss or fat loss will be faster don't do that because what you'll end up with is to hit the calories that you need you'll be in you'll be eating a shit ton of protein and a fuck ton of fat which is the technical term for it and if you've come from a high carb diet and if you've got um and if you drink a lot of alcohol your fat absorption won't be great so you're going to give yourself the shits so that's one thing to watch out for generally 
balance is key third protein third fat third carbs um 13 calories per pound of body weight establish that baseline find the foods that agree with you that you're likely can eat loads of water loads of vegetables don't count your vegetables um i don't care what anybody says again if you're going on stage if you're going on the olympia if you need to be under four percent body fat mark jones um if you need to be all those people yeah count vegetables but if you're a person who works in the office just likes going to the gym normal job or you know just wants to be a bit healthier don't count your vegetables it's too much of a ball ache and nobody gives a fuck if you eat 200 grams of spinach and it's got three grams of carbs in it right okay so that's the first solo podcast like i said this was mainly for my own client base uh, my online clients and my in-house clients who actually uh, you know who actually don't listen to me at all because i do everything for them um but yeah that's everything there um i'm sorry if i rambled or waffled but i just wanted to give people an outlook and my thoughts on macronutrients and how you should do things and whatnot if you have any questions feel free to email me at chris at chris um or you can contact me on social media, which you probably already do because you probably saw this on social media. So this is irrelevant and I'll stop there. Uh, thank you for listening. This was episode number 48 of my podcast, Macronutrients. Macronutrients.